Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Pilot's Guide podcast, a show where I, your host, John, and my normal co-host, who's not here today, Sean, would watch streaming service original pilot episodes and talk to you about what we ultimately think about them. But Sean is a busy boy today, so we had to call in a ringer, and for this week, we've got the Disney Plus original show Mighty Ducks Game Changers, and I needed to go to someone who is an outright historian on Mighty Ducks lore. She wanted to be a part of the show, so what better time to bring on a guest? Grace, Grace, how are you doing? I'm really good. Thank you for your kind words. I'm very excited to talk about the Mighty Ducks. Um, Usually people don't want to let me talk to them for so long about the Mighty Ducks. So this is a very exciting opportunity for me. Heck yeah. What's up? What's your, what's your past with, uh, with the Mighty Ducks? Um, so I grew up in a family that played a lot of hockey. And I guess mm. when your family plays a lot of hockey, you end up watching the Mighty Ducks movies at some point. Um, and I did not play hockey, but I did skate. Um, But I watched them so often growing up uh, that they really became some of my favorite movies. And then, I mean, I love all kinds of movies, but I don't I don't think I'm a big film person that gets into Mm. really deep cinema. So Mm. as a joke, I would always be like when people asked what my favorite movie it was, I was like, it's The Mighty Ducks 2. And people would always laugh. And the more I did it, and the mm-hmm. more I watched it over time, I was like, no, this is my favorite movie. I do love this franchise. Uh-huh. I just think it's a, um, you know, it's a corny kids movie, but it's a lot of fun. Heck yeah. I mean, I, I, I think I've watched the movies. I know I've seen Mighty Ducks 1. But I, I feel like people say, is it D2, Mighty Ducks? Is yes. Is that what they, what they call it? So right. by the time they got to 2 and 3, they changed to D2 and D3. That was the format, mm. Um, mm. which I have been called a fake fan because I, I go for Mighty Ducks 2 more than I say D2, the Mighty Ducks. Okay. Yes, yeah, so they're technically D2 and D3. And like for someone who for someone who doesn't know about the Mighty Ducks what would you how would you sort of i don't know wrap the show up in in a couple of sentences or wrap the the movies up in a couple of sentences to say this is who in what and what they do i mean kids playing hockey obviously but like is there more than that yeah so i think a huge aspect of the movie is that it's always um they're always kind of like the underdog group of kids and they always end up coming out on top it Hmm. starts off the original is a bunch of kids who are um their team is district five they're just like a team of kids none of them even have real equipment like some of them are wearing football helmets they don't have any, you know, money, it seems like, but they just all like to play. So they end up getting Emilio Estevez, um, Gordon Bombay, as their hockey mm-hmm. coach because he is, it's his community service because he was caught drunk driving. Oh, what? Which I, I've rewatched these movies tons of times, but I just rewatched the first one not too long ago. And it's like, 
a lot of stuff you would not expect. In my head, I'm like, it's such like a very PG kids movie. Mm-hmm. But he, there's a scene where he's drunk driving. He's like drinking a beer in his car Whoa. and gets pulled over. Um, he is a lawyer and works at a law firm, so they kind of like smooth everything over for him. But his boss oh, is like, I want you to do this community service to prove that I can keep you around. And he's an ex-hockey player, so he finds himself, the kids find themselves. Mm-hmm. It all turns out great. They beat the big team, the Hawks, who the coach mm-hmm. of the Hawks was actually Gordon Bombay's coach when he was a kid that made him feel like he wasn't good enough to play hockey. So you know, oh. everyone comes out on top um, on the Ducks team. And huh. then they... Yeah, they move on to D2 where they get sponsored by Hendrix Hockey to play in the Junior Goodwill Games, um, which is basically just like a children's hockey, like kind of Olympics-esque setup where it's teams from all over the world in different countries. Iceland is the big team to beat, so Mm. they come out on top again. Sorry if this is spoiling anything for anyone on this 30-year-old movie. Um, yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> I, I think they won't mind that much. And then D3, they get a scholarship for a very elite private school that's very big for hockey. Mm. Um, and they become the entire like Ducks team goes to the school on scholarship and becomes the new varsity team. Mm. And then, or sorry, the new junior varsity team. And then it's between them and the varsity team who's going to come out on top. And again, they come out on top like they always do. Wow. Now, I was under the impression, I, I don't know what, clearly I, I, I didn't remember too much about the plot. I thought they, I thought they lost in one of the movies, but you know, it was all about the, the sport of hockey and the camaraderie among one another that they were like it's okay guys we uh we take the l but that they always win huh yeah so they do have their moments um where they lose games within the movies Mm. and sometimes it's like an important game but it's never the big game um so they they get all the team building and we're okay even if we lose with the perk of like winning at the end too they don't take any losses in any of those Hmm. senses well i i I guess that makes sense because uh at the onset of of this show uh because it takes place in the present time whereas the movie franchise took place in the 90s we find out that the ducks are 10 time state champions which Mm -hmm. Uh, it's a pretty big deal, but we won't be following the Mighty Ducks, per se, uh, throughout this show. We'll be following the Don't Bothers, um, our new hockey team, <laughs> <laughs> as they take on the Mighty Ducks. Um, and why don't, we get, why don't we get into characters? Because there's a lot of characters. Yeah, definitely. Uh, a, a lot of kids that have never played hockey that are going to become uh hockey phenoms overnight i'm sure uh but i guess that's how mighty ducks works uh so we'll start off this is the this is for for all you listeners out there this is the kowalski analysis report which is where we go over um the the main characters that we'll see and as i've already said a whole hockey team of characters so we've got at least eight 
characters to introduce you to there and then uh, the characters that they're connected to. So, so Grace, why don't you start us off? Who are some of our uh, main characters that you could uh, summarize in a, in a couple sentences or two what their motivations or personalities are? Um, so the main, who I think of as like the main child character um, mm-hmm. is Evan. So he is originally on the ducks when the show starts, but he gets mm-hmm. cut from the ducks. So his whole mm-hmm. journey is to put together a new team so that he can still play hockey, but it's not going to be on the ducks anymore. Right. And he's right. like, he, he comes across as, it, it came across as he was like, not terrible at hockey, but he just mm-hmm. wasn't. He wasn't, like, living and breathing hockey. He was just kind of like, I like to play hockey with my friends. And it's a fun thing to do, which wasn't going to fly on this apparently new, very competitive Mighty Ducks team. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as we learn uh, very early, the the Mighty Ducks themselves need all sorts of trainers and, uh, I don't know, diet regiments and protein (laughs) and all this... uh, all this stuff, it's its not about the joy of the game. Uh, it's about winning. So Brady doesn't, or uh, Brady, Evan. Brady's the name of the actor. Evan doesn't make the cut. Um, but that's okay, because otherwise, without him, we wouldn't have the, uh, the rest of the gang that he puts together. Um, we, should, we should talk about his, his mom, too. Alex, yes. played by uh, Lauren Graham from gilmore girls mm-hmm. and um she's going to be the coach of the don't bothers which is their hockey team um she's a very busy paralegal which now that you say that emilio estevez was a lawyer i guess that's sort of a some sort of parallel that they're they're trying to to draw even though emilio estevez is in the show um and she's she gets busy with work a lot of the time. Uh, Evan makes Evan a little late to to practice here or there, but she just likes that he likes to play um, hockey. She wants him to play, and when he gets cut from the team, she makes a whole scene in front of all the parents, um, and she goes viral like a like a Karen, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's from that that Evan sort of gets picked on um, and loses a lot of his quote-unquote hockey friends uh, but it's okay because they weren't his real friends but she's she's uh very much there for her son and will do uh, a lot in the episode to make it possible for them to create a new hockey team um so she's definitely she's the top billing for this uh for this show and uh, i think she does a pretty good job yes definitely i loved her um i don't know if you've like seen gilmore girls but not a ton. She, she was definitely playing Lorelai Gilmore. Like in okay. my head the whole time I was watching this, I feel like they had to have her in mind as they were writing the script and mm. or she just like brought that to the script because it was like everything was like fast-paced, quippy with her and mm-hmm. she I think after she had her whole meltdown um, when he when Evan got cut from the team, she was like, "We're gonna go to the store and buy all the cheese balls they have and go." And I was like, "That's 
such a Gilmore Girls thing is anytime they have any issue, they like drown it in whatever junk food they can get their hands on. Mm -hmm. Um, So I kind of feel like I'm watching some weird continuity where she has another child, I I guess very late in life, and Uh this is her child. Who knows where luke from the diner has gone but Mm. (laughs) well there is no father figure in the uh in the in the life of evan it's just single mom alex so Mm -hmm. that may um change up some dynamics later on in the in the series uh who who else we got all these all these hockey kids why Mm -hmm. go why don't you go three and i'll go three Gotcha. I think the big one who is honestly like fighting for that top spot against Mm -hmm. Evan is Nick, who is like Mm -hmm. introduced to us as doing a podcast. Yeah. Um. Uh, I think he says the second most popular youth hockey podcast in the (laughs) area or something. Um, But he, yeah, he was hilarious. Uh, Very good, like comedic timing. Yes. Um, And he's just really like a comic relief character who's tons of fun he kind of um spurs the creation of the new hockey team because Mm -hmm. um alex the mom is talking to him about her whole meltdown which he recorded for his podcast apparently exactly Uh, (laughs) and learns from him that he used to play hockey and then stopped when he got to a fairly young age i feel like he said six or something yeah i think it was six (laughs) Because he was saying that if you're not great by that age, you're never going to be great. And Mm. she's very much in the mindset that they should have a team just to play for fun. So Mm -hmm. uh, she kind of inspires him to get this team of kids who just want to play just to have fun going with starting off with um, Evan and Nick. Yeah. Heck yeah. Um, And then they recruit Logan. Who yes, is Logan LaRue. Who is new in town from He's Toronto. He's new in town. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he, I felt like the music from Ferris Bueller, when, mm-hmm. when they see the Ferrari, should have started mm-hmm. playing. Because they kept doing these scenes where they would see him and his hair would be like blowing <laughs> in the breeze. Um, it was <laughs> cracking me up. But Uh-huh. So he's got all this fancy gear, fancy skates, a whole, uh, like, Toronto uh, full hockey outfit. And they're convinced they've gotten someone great to play for their team until he shows up and cannot skate Mm -hmm. to save his life. Mm -hmm. Perfect. I I, Did you... uh... I feel like that was a, a pretty easy one to see coming. Did did you uh, did that one catch you by surprise when he was absolutely uh, abysmal as soon as he stepped onto the ice? I honestly, it did surprise me because I think I was thinking back to the original Mighty Ducks movies mm. where they have Adam Banks, who is the rich kid, and they all make fun of him for being ah. the rich kid, but ends up on the Ducks team and is technically their best player. And they actually get him through like, a technicality where he's originally on their enemy team, but oh. then they figure out, um, Gordon figures out that the where his house is, he's technically 
in the district oh. lines to be on the Ducks team instead of wow. the Hawks team, so he gets moved. I guess in my head I was like, he's gonna be the Adam Banks. He's the kid mm. with he's the rich kid that's great at hockey. I was mm-hmm. thinking maybe there would be drama where the Ducks team tries to get him once they find out he's here and new in town. Or he mm. wants to leave once he finds out their team sucks. So when he was right. terrible, I thought it was great. I was not expecting that. Yeah, that that was uh that was that was great. Yeah, nine hundred dollar skates, full uniform, all this stuff, and uh kid just likes hockey. He's not he's not very good at it, but maybe he will be later on. Mm-hmm. So those are our first three. Um who next? Who's next? Um, there's Coop 13. Yes, Coop 13. (laughs) My, my, maybe my favorite character in this show. What's, uh, what was his situation? So, uh, Evan and Nick found him by the fact that he played a hockey video game that they also Mm -hmm. played. Um, which is something that definitely took me out of the show for a minute because I was like, "Oh yeah, they got this kid's address presumably from <laughs> the hockey video game, and he right. also just happened to live it in town, um, mm-hmm. right around the corner." So they tracked him down, um, and he was great at the video game. So for some reason, they assumed he would be good at playing actual hockey. And I guess mm-hmm. the crazier part is that he actually was very good at presumably being a goalie very good at defense yeah coop 13 this this kid played ten thousand hours of a hockey video game never let up a goal and uh they just immediately head to his house uh and they start throwing stuff at him and he is hitting stuff away catching stuff um and it takes a lot of convincing and at their first meetup they they do not convince him to join the team uh but later on uh maybe when we get to plot summaries we'll we'll explain how he falls into uh line with the team but he he's gonna be their wall they say Mm -hmm. um and i think he i think he can fit the bill uh so that then we've got a handful of other members of the team um, we've got Lauren Gibby, mm-hmm. uh, a, a brief summary about her personality is that she, um, goes to Magic the Gathering conventions. Uh, she's never skated before in her life, but she has a, I think she, I believe she says she needs an outlet for her anger or something along those lines. And she thinks hockey would be a good way to, uh fulfill that so she joins the team because she feels like she's kind of out there too just like the rest of the kids Mm -hmm. so she answers uh the call when evan is uh is recruiting any uh, anything about lauren anything to say about lauren uh i'm excited to see where that plot line goes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um there's a recurring theme through the second and third Mighty Ducks brother uh, movies, sorry, of the Bash brothers, who are these two players on the team who get together 
and suddenly decide that they love working together to like do these crazy checks on people and everyone Mm. names them the bash brothers and i was kind of thinking is lauren gonna be our new bash brother um maybe our first bash sister i guess i get i guess that could be the the case and I, i would think that on the other side of this bash brother sister relationship i would say sam who's another member of the team um, who were first introduced as riding his skateboard through the hallway and then flying into the um, the vending machine, hitting the vending machine very hard. Um, he he's a he's a kid who loves dares, and he ultimately joins the team because Evan dares him to join, which is a great way to get this kid who does not like rules to join a game that he says has too many rules. Um, mm-hmm. but that's, that's Sam. Um, I feel like we don't know too much more about him, but he'll be there. And, and the last member of our team, Maya Casper, who is maybe she sits at the table with the popular girls, but feels like she's not part of that crew. And when Evan, uh, makes his emotional plea to the cafeteria, uh, she also sort of similarly, like Lauren, answers the call with uh, standing up and saying, I don't I don't feel like I belong with these people. And uh, they very quickly say, OK, bye then, because they're very rude and unhinged. Um, <laughs> but oh, that's middle schoolers for you. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, is there anything else about Maya or Sam before we hit? We got to hit Gordon, too, and tell, talk about where he's at. Um, um I no, I think everybody. I I think we just got like a quick introduction to them. I'm mm-hmm. sure they're gonna get more fleshed out later, but right. So then, Gordon, our our, our protect or I guess our protagonist from the original Mighty Ducks is back as Emilio Estevez, or as the Emilio Estevez is back <laughs> as Gordon Bombay, uh, the former hockey player who, now that you say that he was drunk driving and had to deal with that i can totally see how they transplanted that character and put him here because this guy's a total deadbeat Mm -hmm. um who hates hockey but still owns an ice rink for some reason um but what's what's his deal the fact that he had a custom made sign presumably that says no (laughs) hockey uh put up on the wall of his ice rink uh he's he's just kind of like a really like crotchety old guy at this point um right it seems like he has moved on presumably from drinking but he is eating tons of uh, leftover children's birthday party cakes and Mm -hmm. pizzas from birthday parties that are happening at his ice rink yep um he's very yeah he's just very grouchy he doesn't like hockey anymore presumably which is funny because we've been through this whole journey in the original mm-hmm. Mighty Duck series where, you know, he played hockey as a kid and loved it. And then it was kind of ruined for him. And then he got the love mm. for it back and inspired all these kids to love it. So I, I was kind of cracking up at the fact that there's three whole movies of this growth for him. And then we were just like, eh, mm. never mind. Let's start over. Throw it away. Put it in the <laughs> trash. 
I was going to ask if like there was a um, ensuing event maybe at the end of. Well, I mean, you would think at the end of the movie that things would be nice and cheery, but it's good to know that this is his this was sort of his character arc, at least at the start of what the first Mighty Ducks, you said. Mm hmm. Yes, definitely. Mm -hmm. I think by D3, I'm assuming he as an actor was just trying to do other things that weren't the Mighty Ducks because he mm -hmm. was in D3, but not as much of a major part as he was in the first two. Um, so I could kind of believe that he's not as involved in the hockey scene anymore and is moving mm -hmm. on to other things. But I definitely think later in the show, we're going to get some dramatic backstory of some specific event that happened that he's like, mm -hmm. I hate hockey again. Mm -hmm. I wonder, maybe they'll just take uh, stock footage from the movies and... <laughs> plop it back in there to show the good times and then interject the uh the bad times because he used to be the coach of the mighty ducks and i we sh i guess we should just throw this guy in there but coach t is now the new coach of the mighty ducks and he's just a 20 something hockey bro who is i, I don't know just a, a kind of a I don't, like i don't even know what to say because he's not that bad of a guy necessarily um, he's a little rude to uh, Evan when he kicks him off the team and says, like, uh, if you're not going to be good at, at hockey, then you shouldn't uh, play hockey. But um, he just seems kind of like a hard ass kind of kind of coach type, which got to do that, I guess. Yeah, he definitely threw me off when I first saw him because he just looks so young that mm -hmm. when I first saw him in my head, I was like, this isn't the coach, right? Mm, right. Um, I definitely, I think he, I honestly feel like he was supposed to be a bit more of the bad guy than he actually came across to me anyway, because in my head, the combination of he looks so young and then, um, uh, my brother, when he was like a teenager, uh. was a coach for a hockey team, just as like a community service thing mm. for school. And I'm kind of like connecting it to that and being like, this is just how a teenage boy that's put in charge of a hockey team mm. would act. They're not that sensitive to parents' feelings. Yeah. Um, but he was, you know, he was a jerk and he was meant to be a jerk, but it's seemingly just because the parents of the kids on the team are fine with that as long as he mm -hmm. wins. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, I, 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 before, I know we're, well, we've talked about a lot of characters. I thought we got them all. We should probably talk about Sophie. Oh, I think yes. Sophie's pretty important, but I completely missed her because she's not actually on their hockey team mm -hmm. yet, I would say. But, um, Sophie, go, go ahead. What's, uh, what's her, what's her situation too? Yeah, so Sophie is a duck. She's on the ducks with Evan mm -hmm. at the very beginning. She's uh, seems like she's Evan's friend because they're chatting on the ice while they're practicing. Um, she has a mysterious knee injury, which I'm sure mm. will come up later. Um, and yeah, I think at one point we see her possibly considering joining the new team because Evan is her friend 
but she ends up staying on the deck. She says she's got a lot, or yes, she says she's got a lot of pressure from her parents to be mm-hmm. really good at this, and it's seemingly her thing, and she doesn't want to leave that to join a worse team, even if it is with her friends. Right, right. And if I had my wits about me, uh, she seems like she fits that Adam Banks bill, but uh, she actually needs to be on their hockey team first before she can be that type of uh, type of character. So maybe yeah. we'll get there down the line. Uh, but that does it for characters. A long list, but now we can finally get into the actual plot of the episode, which, you know, you probably by now you you all get the picture, but um, I think there's some things that we can sort of uh, fill in mm-hmm. here. So I'm trying to think of how we how we can do this, but you know why don't we why don't we just we start and I'll pass the baton after a couple scenes and uh, you can do the same. Does that work? Yeah, sounds great. Okay, so open with uh, ice a Zamboni, and uh, we are getting ready for the first practice prior to a new season of hockey where the Mighty Ducks have been 10-time state champions. Um, Alex, Evan's mom, is running a little late at work. He's getting ready to take uh, Evan to hockey practice. Uh, Evan gets there a little late, which is not a good sign for his uh, for his place in practice. This is uh, the first year that these kids will be changing into the 12 to 14 year old uh, age bracket. They were previously on the 9 to 11 year old age bracket. And this is a, a, a big new thing where the kids can actually hit each other and do all sorts of um, cross-check moves and uh, boarding moves that I think would be uh, otherwise illegal in regular hockey, but it's encouraged in uh, in these 12 to 14 year old hockey games, which is crazy. <laughs> um, but ultimately, Evan is just a guy who likes to play hockey. He tries to make friends with the players on the team, but they sort of like brush him off, except for Sophie, who's his friend, who has a mysterious in- knee injury, uh, but she's very good at slapping pucks and hitting golf balls off the top of cones. And um, ultimately, at the end of their first practice, um, Evan, who was late and slow on the ice, gets cut from the team. And from there, Grace, I'll pass it on to you. What happens next? So at, that's the point at which uh, the viral video is made when... Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where Don't Bothers comes from as well. This right. moment where Coach T gives Evan a line, something along the lines of, if you're not good at this age at hockey, don't bother playing. Mm-hmm. Um, and Alex, Evan's mom at that point, freaks out, kind of is yelling about don't bother specifically, stuck on that point. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to defend her kid, very loving. Like she's trying to defend her child, and right, she's calling out all the other parents for the ridiculousness of all the money they spend, and the fact that one of the mothers has like a personal trainer and mm-hmm. a sports psychologist. I think she yeah, it was something like that. Which 
Um, Seems unnecessary for, for her for her children playing hockey as like twelve to fourteen year olds, um, and mm-hmm. she's calling them all out for, you know, they should just be able to play this for fun. They don't need to be doing this just to have a future in professional hockey or just to get into college because they play hockey, things like that. So she takes Evan to leave after her little freak out, uh, presumably to go get some cheese balls, and Mm -hmm. heads home, and they're both kind of upset at home, and that's when she has the moment with um, Nick of the podcast, the second most Mm -hmm. famous youth sports podcast. Hockey podcast in the in the, the wrap around. <laughs> um, so she is chatting with him, and that's when she finds out that he used to play hockey and stopped playing because he, he thought, you know, if I can't be good, I can't play on the team, even just for fun. And that sparks the idea for her to start their own team where they're just playing for fun, um, and anyone can join. Mm-hmm. And then they set off on different tasks once she gets Evan on board. So Evan and Nick go off and are trying to find other kids to be on their team. I think they said they needed seven people on the team, six or seven people. To be. I think I th- yeah, I think Nick said six. I, I got to hear six players, a home rink and a 21 or older year old coach is what they need to officially start a uh, their own hockey team, which seems like. Not too hard, but they make mm-hmm. it. Uh, it's it's rather rather difficult for for the kiddos. Yeah, six players did stress me out a little bit because uh, even as someone that didn't play that much hockey but watched mm-hmm. a lot of hockey, that's hard work. Like you want to be able right. to switch out sometimes. You don't want six kids playing an entire hockey uh-huh. game. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Evan and Nick set out to find the other players for their team and. Alex sets out to find them the home rink and hopefully a coach. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so, so she's on this mission. She's calling, I don't know, every local rink that's in the phone book, presumably. And um, this is so that's going on while while the kids are at school and while she's exploring. Um, as she, I think we we didn't we didn't mention this, but her job is to, I don't know, her company's trying to like foreclose on people mm-hmm. for some reason. Who I thought did they say they weren't paying their rent or they were paying their rent, but they wanted them to to like get out of there. Something. I was not um, picking up everything there. I mm-hmm. know they were talking about something about. It seemed like they were trying to get them to do some kind of buyout, but the only thing I feel mm-hmm. like the show mentioned that they were offering to try to get them to leave this building was that they would get three months free gym membership in right. the new building that would come after. And as she's like on the street talking mm-hmm. into um, like the intercom or whatever to talk to the people that live in the building trying to sell them on this leaving their home for three months of gym membership one (laughs) one of the voices she talks to literally says but i won't live in the building (laughs) and she gets kind of stuck there doesn't know what to say yeah uh 
this is a this is a nasty uh predatory company and i don't like it and i hope that she leaves and becomes a big time professional hockey coach somehow even though she has no uh prior experience with coaching a hockey team but if that's her character arc i'd be uh i'd be quite happy with that mm-hmm. um but it's it's in that sale of trying to tell somebody that yeah, you'll get a three month gym membership that she sees this uh sort of sketchy back alley uh with the ice palace um a a hockey rink that she didn't well, I guess wasn't just wasn't in the phone book or something because she said she called every single place um unless she did know that it was there and and just sort of ignored it um but that's where she goes in sees a sort of rundown situation and um she meets Gordon Bombay uh, of Mighty Ducks fame uh trying to fix his broken Zamboni uh she explains to him that in eighth grade, she skated to Whitney Houston, um, and he says, okay, nice to meet you, and is about to walk away until uh, she pleads to him and says, uh, my kids are trying to make a hockey team, need a place to play. Um, they go through this whole conversation about his past and um, what her son's trying to do, the situation with the Ducks, and he's very much aware of the Ducks as they are now because he was a former coach. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's when she says that, uh, she found that the city had some, I forget exactly what the word is, but some like allocated funds for a hockey team, which is surprising because there's a, seem to be a good amount of, uh, hockey teams in the city, unless they're in, in neighboring cities. Uh, that's where she's able to convince, uh, Gordon to, uh, let the kids play hockey at the Ice Palace as their home rink. Do I have that right? Yeah, definitely. Um, it, yeah, he was not... She gave him the whole story, but he really was not interested in, mm-hmm. you know, helping her out. He was big on the... Didn't you see the sign? It says, no hockey. We don't do hockey at this ice rink. Um, until she brought up that money that she found in the budget. She's right. like, I can pay you. And then he was like, oh, well, of course. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm guessing the place is not doing well. And any offer of money there was um, greatly appreciated and enough mm-hmm. to convince him to change his ways. Yeah, I mean, he's eating cold pizza and three-hour-old cake. Um, but he is <laughs> living, I guess um and hopefully uh i mean he's there to inspire the kids to a certain degree but uh we'll get into that so on the on the flip side of the coin as alex makes the uh makes the necessary negotiations to get them a home ice we've got the kids first round of trying to recruit uh hockey players for their team that's where we meet sam and his skateboard into the vending machine mm-hmm. we meet Lauren and her talking about Magic the Gathering. Um, we don't meet Maya for some reason. Um, uh, she, Evan tries to recruit Sophie and talks about her knee injury, which sort of sets her off. And she's like, 
It's not all about my knee injury or something like that. I, I, I just know that she very quickly declines uh, his offer. But uh, Evan's not really making much traction in the, uh, the first day of trying to recruit for the team. No, yeah, he even goes so far as to let Nick airdrop everyone in the school cafeteria some kind of note about that they're going to have a practice that night. Um, I think this is at this moment. Um, he, he airdrops everyone that they're going to have a practice and just gets laughed at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, the airdrop. I forgot <laughs> about that. I... It really was, um, it seemed like such a sponsored moment right there. The airdrop part. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Here's our, our little Apple uh, plug. <laughs> and uh, and if you, if you want another one, maybe they'll plug them again in the, uh, in the next episode. They plug Wreck-It Ralph. I didn't, I didn't mention that. But yes. uh, this is Disney. This is Disney. They can do what they, they want to do. I was shockingly... Very impressed with Emilio Estevez in that moment because he delivered this line about Wreck-It Ralph as he's eating, mm-hmm. like, a leftover Wreck-It Ralph cake. He says something like, it's it's hard on the inside, hard on the outside and soft in the middle, kind of like Ralph himself, which it was just such a corny, like, this is a Disney property. So we threw another Disney property line in there. And yet I still, I was like, I can let this go because he sold me on it the way he said it mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah that was a that was a good a good little line there um especially because this is like their our first meeting uh of him and he is he's got like a good screen chemistry or, wh- or whatever you're whatever you're supposed to call it. he's a i think he's a good actor i think he's mm-hmm. a pretty good actor except he's you know finding himself almost exclusively doing mighty ducks content but <laughs> That's uh, that's what he gets for being good at it, I guess. Yeah, he seemed to like really get get into it and be willing to kind of laugh at himself. I guess at this point, he wasn't. Mm-hmm. He was just like, eh, I'm gonna go with it, and kind of threw himself in. Yeah, and he's probably making uh, making a good amount of uh, money doing it. So more power to Emilio. What next? Um, yeah, like you said, they're, they're not really finding anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that night is the night they end up getting in contact with, uh, Coob 13, who, like you said, yes. the first time they offer turns them down. And it's not until, um, he gets a speech that kind of inspires him, Evan, from Emilio Estevez about how his mom can't do everything for him and he's going to have to do some of this stuff for himself, Mm -hmm. that he then in turn goes back to school and gives a big rousing speech in the lunchroom where everyone is silent and he says, you know, it's, it's okay to not be on the popular group of kids and their hockey team and you don't have to fit in with them. Don't you guys understand what I'm saying about how you can fit in other places? Mm-hmm. Uh, very, very Disney Channel like style. Oh yeah, speech. Oh, yeah. Um, and that's 
that's the point where a lot of the kids uh, are picking up what he's putting down and kind of convinces them, uh, moves them enough to actually want to join the team. So Heck they yeah. they get um, they get Lauren at that point, who says she wants to, you know, channel her rage into hockey. They get mm-hmm. Maya, who's done with the presumably popular girls who she doesn't really feel like she fits in with. Mm-hmm. Um, they get Coob thirteen, who thinks it was a great speech and he's he's inspired. Can we uh, talk about the Coob that Coob thirteen for a second? Where <laughs> isn't it because one of the ducks girls stands up and says, "I'm just gonna throw out this water bottle. I wouldn't join the uh your hockey team." And then she just throws it in the direction of <laughs> another table. And that's where our boy Coop 13 is there to to catch that water bottle. Yeah, with those lightning uh, fast reflexes, he catches heck, it. Heck yeah, <laughs> gamer guy. Um, yeah, that was a moment actually where I feel like we almost saw uh, Sophie stand up yes. and say, I'll join the team because Evan was specifically saying we need one more member who wants to do it. Oh, mm. because they had also gotten Sam. By right. he was not moved by the speech, or maybe mm-hmm. he was, but that it was just Evan yelling out, "Sam, I dare you to join the <laughs> team." To Sam, who says he does not turn down a dare, so that's how exactly. they get him. So they need one more person. Sophie's kind of like moving around in her seat, like she might stand up and join, and then another girl on the team cuts her off by standing mm-hmm. up, like she's gonna say, "I'm joining the team," but then. Holds up a Gatorade bottle specifically, another Brandon oh, moment, true. and says, true. I'm just going to throw away this Gatorade bottle. <laughs> yeah, right at Coop. This Gatorade. Sponsored by Gatorade. <laughs> Not even by Gatorade, just empty bottles of Gatorade specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no colorful, no specific color, just, uh, just empty branding. <laughs> and yeah. And that's and he gets uh, he gets them all then. Mm-hmm. And they that's, that's the team. They go to team night, which was their yes. their deadline to. They needed to get a team together by team night, where all the teams are announced out on the ice with all these flashing lights and very fancy. Um, and they still don't have a coach at that point, though. So that's mm-hmm. when Alex agrees to be their coach. They've got Ice Palace as their home rink, and they've got enough members, so they head out onto the ice for team night and kind of surprise Coach T, who is not expecting this ragtag bunch who have no uniforms, barely any hockey equipment. Mm -hmm. Um, They attempt to do the flying V. They do. (laughs) They step out onto the ice, and half of them are falling over. I mean, half the team has never skated before, so... Mm -hmm. And that's when and, they uh, they become the yeah. Don't Bothers. Alex uh, tells Coach T that their name is the Don't Bothers. He gives her, I think, multiple opportunities to take that back and pick any other name. But they're really sticking with the Don't Bothers. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's what they'll be with all their uh, their different helmets. Did you say that was um something that like first Mighty Ducks they were wearing like football yeah. helmets and stuff. I think that was a little bit of a, a little bit of a callback. Um, when you first see them in the first Mighty Ducks, they have like jerseys 
from other sports teams that they like with just District 5 written across them. They have uh, different kind of helmets, just like these kids had like a bike helmet and a, and a football helmet, all that kind of stuff. So it was definitely reminiscent of that moment when Gordon Bombay mm-hmm. first sees the Ducks and is like, these kids are a hockey team? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, this is our this is our, our ragtag bunch, and is it is it at the very end that uh, they go to I guess practice at the ice palace, or they're just at the ice palace, and mm-hmm. uh, Alex does the whole Whitney Houston routine because uh, Gordon sort of I don't know puts like puts her in this position to do it because she as a Hockey coach needs to know how to skate, so she has to show off her, uh, her I guess eighth grade talent. Yes, um, he she spilled that to him when they first met that she had this right. routine to uh, Whitney Houston, um, and that was the last time she skated when she did that in eighth grade, and he fully makes her do that in front of all the kids. That's how the. Mm-hmm. That's the triumphant end to the episode is her doing this um, right. ice skating dance. Um, it was a little a little wild, a little out there. Yeah, but the kids loved it. And that's their coach, I guess. Yeah, and she, even she is. was into it, though. Like, it wasn't... I thought she was going to be embarrassed, but she just sort of, uh, you know, took the bull by the horns and um, found her confidence in it again, which... The three other times she's on the ice, she's just in shoes and sort of awkwardly mm-hmm. sliding and waddling. But uh, she definitely at least knows how to get around the ice, which will be important when some of her players are mercilessly crushed by some of these other kids in this <laughs> hockey league. Because all the hits are legal, and that's crazy to me. Yeah. But, uh yeah, is it what is that everything or is there anything else that we missed? No, I think that covers it. Um, I think that was their whole journey. And I think this episode specifically um, mm-hmm. is a longer one compared to the I they're releasing it weekly, so I saw that there's two more right. out at this point, and they mm-hmm. seem like they're more like a 30 minute episode where this one was more like yeah. a 40, 45. So I think they were trying to get the whole, you know, how mm-hmm. the team got together story in there, and then our future episodes are going to be a little shorter than that. Right, right. Yeah, that's a good uh, That's a good point. I I mean, Disney Plus doesn't sort of seem to, to keep a, a formula. I know with a lot of the Marvel stuff, they bounce around with how long those episodes are. So, yeah, they, they had all the necessary exposition, and, you know, all those kids we talked about, there's a lot to uh a lot to introduce. Mm-hmm. So there you have it, folks. The first episode of The Mighty Ducks Game Changers. I wish it was called the Don't Bothers Game Changers <laughs> because they're not the Mighty Ducks, but you can't go away from that branding because that's what's driving people like Grace here to want to watch the show because she's a fan of the former franchise. Yeah, I don't think I would be tuning in for the the don't bothers game changers. <laughs> That's just yeah, me I guess though. They, they did it right. They did it right. Uh, so let's let's get into into likes and dislikes. Why don't we um why don't we each share something that we we liked, something that we 
didn't like. I will um I'll let you go first, either or, um, and then I'll I'll match you. Um, I this a little general. Um, I have I mm-hmm. guess I could think of specific moments, but I really thought it was funny. It was funnier than I was expecting it mm-hmm. to be. I thought it would be a little more kid oriented, which I feel like the plot is, but a lot of the humor I was like, I can get behind this. Um mm-hmm. like I said, I, I watching Lauren Graham, I felt like I was watching Gilmore Girls, which is a plus for me. It could be a dislike for others. But mm-hmm. I felt like I was watching an extension of Gilmore Girls. Everything she said it cracked me up. Mm-hmm. I loved Emilio Estevez. Like I said, I feel like felt like he was really putting it all out there and he's not like I'm just going to, you know, come in and get this paycheck. He was like, actually like, yeah, let me go all out and play Gordon Bombay as a like deadbeat that owns an ice rink that doesn't mm-hmm. allow hockey. Um, the kids were funny. Nick, I think I said before, uh, had a lot of mm-hmm. one liners that were cracking me up the whole time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, just a lot more a lot funnier than I expected going into it. Um, or a lot of humor that actually made me laugh versus like just a little like, uh-huh, that was good. Um, I think Definitely. my my favorite moment was when they are announcing that this is a full Czech league now mm-hmm. that they're moving up to the 12 to 14 and they kind of pan over the new don't bother team and they're all looking a little nervous. Um which is valid when half of them don't even know how to skate and are now going to get True. checked into the boards. And there's just this really quick moment where they pan past Lauren, who is the the Magic the Gathering uh, mm. warrior princess girl, and everyone else looks so freaked out, and she's got the biggest smile on her face. Mm. She's mm. so hype. Um, I I laughed out loud at that moment. Yeah, she's ready to she's ready to rock. She's uh she's gonna be breaking some uh, some bones i i i completely agree i think that was the the biggest thing to to like that the the humor was snappy and um the show definitely didn't drag because of it um i'll i'll use my like to to shout out my guy nick nick the stick <laughs> as he calls himself um i as as someone who does make a podcast and while it's not the number two youth hockey podcast, which I'm sure has some more subscribers and listeners than pilot's guide, because there's a lot of other podcasts in this television review space. Uh, Nick says something that, that cracked me up so much when he is talking with Evan and Alex about making a team at the very beginning. Um, he he says, I don't really have um, an athlete's body. I have more of a podcaster's body. <laughs> and the fact that I, I I was going into the show not expecting any reference to podcasts. And now that's like kind of a cool thing that they can, I guess, talk about in a kid's show on Disney. You, I was uh, I was so here for it. You deserve that podcaster <laughs> representation in your in your Disney shows. I know. Um, I, I can't say that there's another show that talks about 
podcasting like this. I'm so glad you're finally getting that. I mean, maybe you could maybe you could transition to um youth hockey podcasting one day. True. I mean, I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to steal his thunder because I don't know, he's probably still doing pods on the side. I I'd have to imagine, but now he's busy with with hockey, who knows. He does have a co-host, maybe she's taking over. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But uh he's dedicated. He was recording at the end like to cap off his podcast he was recording something about the sky and the stars and that's when like because he's the neighbor of of alex uh she like says hi nick and he's like i'm just recording the end of my podcast and um i can't say i do that much post-production but this little uh this 12 year old kid knows what's up and i think he has a a a bright future in the in the medium so love to see that He's Absolutely definitely going to gonna make it on NPR one day. Mm-hmm. Tiny <laughs> desk uh, with Nick the Stick. Um, and dislikes. I think my I think my biggest dislike was um was just Coach T. He mm. uh, he's a rude uh he's a rude boy. I I know when I introduced him, I said that he's not that rude, but um. Yeah, I, I have written down here, dislike Coach T. That's it. Um, now, how are you going to tell a kid if you're not great at <laughs> hockey? Don't bother. It's, it's pretty rough. Did you dislike him in the way the show wanted you to dislike him? Yeah. Or did you dislike yeah. what the show did with him? Is I'm curious. Nah, I, I, guess it's, I guess it's the way he was portrayed in the show. But as this, as this antagonist character... I think he's gonna be pretty good. Um, yeah. So I guess I'll give him that, but I don't know. It's just uh, just brutal, just brutal to to see the care even the character talk to the kid like that. So dislike Coach T. Oh my goodness! What did he say? He said, um, "Evan was like." What do you mean you're cutting me? What about the line you gave us about you can't measure heart? (laughs) (laughs) I got that on the internet and I'm slowly phasing that out. Yeah, that was pretty that was pretty good. That was pretty good. And he's always like winking at the kid. (laughs) Like, you'll go find something that you're good at. Um Yeah, I guess he's a I guess he's a pretty good bad guy. But that that's sort of I'm pulling for strings here because like there's not really much that I disliked in the first episode, which I am honestly surprised about. Mm-hmm. Um, I like as someone who enjoys hockey, hasn't been into hockey as much now as um, I was in the past. Um, I don't know. I, I, I know a lot of people like the Mighty Ducks. I was coming in expecting something probably on the too childish end and didn't get that. So if that was going to be the thing that I was expecting to dislike and it wasn't there, then good on the show for, for doing what it did. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I felt the same way about going into it, expecting something a little more childish. So I definitely think I was Mm -hmm. pleasantly surprised by what we got. I will say one thing, and I'm not 100% sure that this is where the show is going, but one thing I did not like, um, was the Emilio Estevez or Gordon forcing 
uh, Alex to do her whole Whitney Houston yes. routine. Yes. It was a little mm. silly in the show, and I could have, I could have survived just that. But it definitely seemed like very suddenly there was like a flirty aspect between mm-hmm. them, and I yeah. don't, I don't know that I want that plot line. Um, in the in the Mighty Ducks one, um, Gordon really bonds with. I would say kind of like the main character of the the Mighty Ducks movies. I think a lot of the team is way more centralized as characters than so far this team is. Since they're also new, we definitely are like Evan is the main character. Um, but Charlie in the original series is kind of like the kid mm-hmm. that stands out. He's He's like their team coach. He's like the one that brings them together every time they fall apart. And mm-hmm. Gordon has like a romantic subplot with his single mom, and it's it's a whole thing. Jeez. Um, and for them to be like pulling that out again, especially because in the second movie, he is suddenly flirting with someone new, really? which is part of the plot. But they never give you an explanation on what happened with Charlie's mom. They just that that died somewhere between the two movies. So I d- I'm, I'm not feeling this romantic subplot because I'm like, you already tried it once and not only did you not do it well, you just didn't do it. You just gave mm. up on it. So I don't know if mm. I want to see it again. I'm not 100% yeah. sure that's what they're trying to give us, but I'm a little, a little nervous about it. Yeah, I, I think I took it for at face value and I was like, oh, well, you know, we got this, the single mom situation here. Um, but knowing that that's what they did in the movie, I, I wholeheartedly agree. <laughs> I, I completely dislike that then because why you got to just rehash this same uh, same plot line? Yeah. Um, he also he was raised by a single mom because his father died when he was young. Mm. Um, so I don't know. Maybe the movie just really wants him to be some other child's father figure maybe um they're really the the plot lines of the mighty ducks have really been repping for gordon bombay to have a child i guess or like acquire a child (laughs) and here it comes again they're trying to make it happen again get this guy a kid please he needs Uh... to be a father figure he needs to be the father figure he never had Mm. (laughs) Wow. So so deep. And he's already he's already pulling out the wisdom as he eats the Wreck It Ralph cake for uh for good old Evan. So who knows? I I I think we are unless unless you have anything else other than uh than likes or dislikes, we can probably move on into theories because uh there there are probably um a lot of Mighty Ducks plot lines at this point that may come into uh into play here mm-hmm. with uh with this tv show that i don't know about <laughs> uh, that maybe you know about yeah yeah i'm ready for it okay cool so so this is the part of the podcast where we talk about what we think's coming up next now as grace mentioned uh this is a a weekly produced show there's three episodes out now as we're recording this um i I don't know how 
long this season run was. Probably somewhere in the eight to ten episode range. I um, think ten, if I am remembering correctly. I think it's going to be ten. Okay. Um. So ten episodes. Uh, we have three. Uh, fairly decent in the in the ratings department too on IMDb. Seven point seven out of ten is not bad. Nice. Um, but we're going to talk about what we what we what we think is going to happen here. So we've got our hockey team. Um, I like. I find it hard not to believe that they're somehow going to win, but. I my main theory is that they're going to get to the final somehow and lose because I thought that was a thing that happened in Mighty Ducks and even though it didn't I think it happens here and then they just are able to convince all the kids that it's not about the intense and the intense need to win it's about the love of the sport and everyone says we're friends now. That's what I think. <laughs> I fully agree with you. Um, even though mm. it's not in the Mighty Ducks tradition, I do feel like 90s sports movies, a little more brutal, a little less willing to give you that plot line where we lose, but it's still mm -hmm. okay because the real prize was friendship. Mm -hmm. they wanted to have it all they wanted to have the prize of friendship and they win and That's i really think i think in this era uh we're gonna get i'm imagining we're gonna get that plot line finally where they don't win but you know they've still made friends along the way and they're still mm -hmm. pretty happy about it and i do think Something that kind of supports that is, like, the original Mighty Ducks movies, they were, like, a ragtag bunch, and they didn't have all the fancy equipment, but they were all playing hockey even before Gordon mm. got there. They weren't great, but it was more like they weren't great because they didn't have that, like, coaching aspect. Mm -hmm. Whereas these kids literally don't know how <laughs> don't to skate. Know. Right. Uh, so I'm imagining it might be a little more feasible to see them like maybe get close and get really mm -hmm. hyped up for it, but still end up losing. Whereas I could kind of believe the original Mighty Ducks winning because at least they knew how to skate before they started their mm -hmm. run. Yeah, yeah. I, that's a that's all. Good points. I completely, completely agree. We will, we will see how it it plays out. Um, it may not even happen in this first season if, if we're assuming that this runs longer. I, I don't have any idea about whether or not this is a a limited series. I would, I would think this is probably gonna go however long they want it to go. But um, who knows? Yeah. Is there, is there, is there a theory that you're hanging on? What, what you think? might come of these these kids or of alex or of uh gordon uh so one thing which is like less related to the kids playing hockey but we kind of touched on it when i was saying you were saying alex is a paralegal and i was saying how in the originals gordon was a lawyer i'm hmm. wondering if that's gonna come up because i feel like a disney tv show when they give parents jobs where it actually like factors into the plot 
It's always mm. a job that like kids can get behind. It's always like <laughs> something a little whimsical, like the the mom is owns a cupcake bakery or like the dad is a scientist. Right. You're not usually dropping jobs like paralegal in like a kid's show. Good point. So it just made me think like it's specific enough that I wonder if something will come up where there's some kind of, I don't know, maybe one of the other teams tries to like pull up some laws or rules that's like reasons why Mm. their team can't actually join and Alex and Gordon are able to like join forces. Um... An optimistic hope I had related to my dislike of that romance subplot is that Uh I'm I'm kind of hoping maybe they're faking us out and setting us up for what we think is going to be a romance and is actually just going to be a business partnership, (laughs) the two of them opening a law firm together or something. That would be pretty good if this if this show made like a hard pivot mid season (laughs) for like two or three episodes that are basically Law and Order. Oh my goodness. uh, would be pretty wild but i <laughs> i'd be here little... i'd be here for that i i want that desperately now a spin-off of this spin-off please yeah what do we uh what do we call that um <laughs> law and order uh hockey players intent or something like something along d4 law and order mm-hmm. that i mean i think it works i think it works um, and I think the only other prediction I was really thinking about is less of like a plot prediction and more of I'm just imagining we're gonna see some of the original cast to make some um oh. appearances. I'm not I honestly tried to like not get any spoilers and tried mm-hmm. to stay away from any like news once I knew that they had a date and it was coming out. Um, so I'm not sure if any of them have signed on. I haven't really looked into it, but I would love to mm-hmm. see it. Um, I really, I think, you know, that's one of the reasons that I still watch these children's movies as an adult mm-hmm. is because I think it's like such a fun, zany cast of characters. So I would love to see some of them come back. Yeah. Heck yeah. I was going to ask you if, uh, the guy who plays coach T, I was like, he might be somebody from the original, uh, cast, but I, I guess not. I honestly, I was thinking that he looked really familiar, but I did not mm. look it up. Um, so if he is, and someone's like listening to this and like shouting, like, I know who mm. he is. I'm so sorry. Coach D. <laughs> uh, that would be, that would be cool. I, I, it would be lost on me if I, if I do watch the next episode and there's just a, another adult or <laughs> grown person that, but I would, I would probably assume, oh, you know, it's, yeah. pro- it's probably a duck. If there's a really shoehorned in adult on the show, I think you could reasonably <laughs> assume that maybe that's why. Exactly. Before before we end this segment, though, do how many how many more players do you think they get on their team? Like, if you had to put a number to it, um. I could see what you were saying about that they might end up getting Sophie and she might be like an Adam Banks-esque character. Um, and I I could imagine them getting one more, maybe, because mm-hmm. I'm going to bring up original Mighty Ducks again, but like they do have kind of a, a history of getting a random person to join. Mm-hmm. Um 
in the first one, they find this kid Fulton in an alleyway shooting hockey pucks into a net. And it's a really weird plotline, honestly, where he wants to be. He, like, hangs around and watches their hockey teams, but doesn't ask to join the team because he doesn't know how to skate. And also, there's all these rumors that he's not allowed to play hockey because he's got a football scholarship for college, even though he's, like, 13. (laughs) Um, But they pick him up. In the second one, they pick uh, Kenan Thompson's character up, uh, Russ Tyler. His knuckle puck, he's famous for that shot called the, the knuckle, knuckle puck. puck. Uh, yes. They pick him up like mid-season because someone gets hurt, um, mm. <laughs> which is a big point of contention, I feel like, because they're in this literally like Olympic-style game, and they're just like, and we're going to add another random player to our roster. <laughs> right. So I feel like they have a history with adding a random kid to the roster halfway through the season. I could see that happening. Sure. But yeah, I, so oh, I like you said earlier. There's already so many kids. I don't know right. like how how many more kids could the show itself handle. Hmm. Yeah, I mean these other hockey teams have like ten plus, mm-hmm. like at least enough for two lines. These kids can't even make line changes without running out of gas. Three minutes into the game, I just have to believe that they get somebody else. But I wonder if it's someone like a Sophie, is her knee just going to give out? And then Mm. it's not even going to matter. I I don't know. I think they get at least two more players. But that's a lot of of screen time to split across ten kids. So who the heck knows? But I don't know. Maybe a TV show is the way to do that. That's true. I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. Well, is that it? Do you have any uh, any other thoughts? No, I think that's all. All my predictions for the future. Alrighty. Well, then we'll move into our final segment. This is the uh, the part of the show where we decide whether or not we believe this show is clear for takeoff or crash landing. This is important. We decide whether or not we think the show is going to see to the conclusion that uh it was desired uh whatever whoever produced it whoever uh put this show out into the world said i think the mighty ducks game changers let's say is going to run for three seasons and that's exactly what i want or do we believe the show's crash landing and it will be cut short uh due to any number of reasons financially viewership who the heck knows and um ultimately be done after not too long uh grace as the guest i will let you go first what do you uh give mighty ducks game changers all right i kind of debated back and forth even though i liked it so much it's still got those aspects of being like a a kid show that's a little cheesy um and I could imagine that there's, you know, fans that tune in for the first episode and lose interest because it's like, in the end, it's made for kids. But I gotta, I gotta say, I think I'm like a cautiously optimistic, uh, ready for takeoff. One of the, honestly, one of the big factors in that is I feel like millennials as a, 
as a generation love a good reboot. Mm, that's true. I, I feel like there's so many reboots of different like properties um, that a lot of like millennials grew up with that are coming out. And I could imagine a lot of them showing this to their kids being like, I liked the mighty ducks. Um, mm-hmm. Do you want to watch this show? And it's got enough humor in it for like an adult to be able to sit down and watch it with their kids and still enjoy it. I think there's going to be people just like me that are way too into the mighty ducks in their adulthood uh, mm. that are going to sit down and watch it. And I, I think a lot of people are going to have the same experience where they aren't expecting that much. They watch the first episode and it's like better than they thought it was. They're going to stick around for at mm-hmm. least a little bit to see what happens. Yeah. Uh, I, I, um, I agree with all those points. And uh, as far as what I think, I will also be a very cautious clear for takeoff here. Um, I think this is pretty different for Disney+. Plus. Um, a lot of the Disney Plus originals are your Mandalorians or your Marvel Cinematic Universe limited series that your wandavisions your falcon and winter soldier things that people crave a bit more than mighty ducks i know there are people out there that have probably been waiting on this asking for this (laughs) saying please i need i need this this mighty ducks content um but i i can't think of too many shows out on disney plus that are true um reboots of just their own older properties of course Mm -hmm. they own marvel and and star wars but like let's say just disney stuff that was disney before disney owned everything um and this is what they're doing with with mighty ducks and because i like the show and thought it had uh, you know good things for like you said the adults that are showing this to their kids to keep the adults and the kids interested and there's not a ton of hockey shows, so maybe if you're someone who just likes watching hockey, uh, you might get something out of that. Um, I think if this show keeps a a short season run, maybe two or three max, mm-hmm. like the movies, I think it could be totally successful. And always with these with kid shows, I'm always like very cautious because. When the kids get too old, they either don't want to be in the show or they grow up to be sort of too big for the role, mm-hmm. I guess. So I think if they sort of get in and get out with the show, I think it could be completely successful and they could do exactly what they want here. So I will agree with you. Say it's a clear for takeoff. And um, I think I will find myself watching uh, more of the show, which... I'll be honest, going into it, I did not expect. So good on Mighty Ducks Game Changers. Yeah, now that I've um, like recorded this, I'm super hyped to go back to the episodes that I haven't caught up yet that I didn't want to watch because I didn't want to spoil anything. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think what really encapsulates what the show run, I th- imagine would look like giving it a ready for takeoff is I think it'll go long enough that Emilio Estevez gets tired of it again. 
and tries to distance <laughs> himself again from the Mighty Ducks franchise. Until they reboot it again when he's a very old man who <laughs> doesn't like, I don't know, being a lawyer. Said so no lawyers. He has a, a nice vanity sign in his hockey rink and he has to convince, he has to be brought back to law in D4 Law and Order that new movie that's <laughs> coming out hockey in hockey unit special hockey unit exactly well svu special flying v or something like that i don't know it's it's there it's the there we'll workshop it <laughs> oh man yeah. it's coming it's it's coming folks um but there you go a positive review of the mighty ducks game changers um any final notes grace on this show um i really enjoyed it and i i think people should check it out if they think they're not expecting to enjoy it you might be surprised you may be surprised you may laugh out loud at that podcaster kid <laughs> Nick. especially if you're my boy if you're listening to podcasts and and hearing this you're gonna laugh out mm -hmm. loud at the podcast jokes Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. Well, that that'll do it for another episode of uh Pilot's Guide. Grace, thank you so much for uh, coming on to talk Mighty Ducks with me. Thank you so much for having me. Um I like I said, I'm super excited to talk Mighty Ducks anytime anyone wants to talk about Mighty Ducks for any extended <laughs> period of time. So this was a treat for me. Heck yeah. Now Grace Grace reached out and said, this show's coming out, and if you want someone to talk about it with, she would be completely willing to. And that you, listener, who's listening to this, you, that could be you. You, you could come to, to me and Sean with a pod idea, a show that you're really into. Maybe it's a spinoff of, um, maybe it's that new Lord of the Rings show that's coming out in three years that I know Andrew... <laughs> Our producer, who is putting this episode together for you, totally wants to be on. But uh, if you've got an idea for a show and you want to make it a Pilot's Guide episode, you can just come to us at Pilot's Guide Pod on Twitter or via our email, pilotsguidepod at gmail.com. And we would be happy to entertain any show and any guest. We love having new people on. Grace, this is your first time being on the podcast. Yes, I'm so Add excited. Adding another guest to the list. It's great. <laughs> Long time listener, first time podcaster. There you go. There uh, you go. Be warned, you do have to um, beat Sean in a test of strength if you want to be on an episode, though. That's why he's not here today. This is true, <laughs> yes. Um, Grace put him out for <laughs> a couple weeks with uh, with that test of strength. Sean, Sean just sort of gatekeeps... He's a little he's a little weird about that, but um, most of the time, a new guest you you can get past you can get past Sean. He's a he's a little bit of a pushover. I'll be <laughs> but uh, yeah, th thanks again, Grace, and thank you for for listening to uh, this episode of Pilot's Guide. Next week, Sean will be back hopefully, unless he's a busy college boy again, <laughs> um, and if not, we'll. He's going to figure out what we're going to watch. I don't know. Um, thank you. I, I thanked Andrew, but thank you, Angelo, 
for also producing our shows. Thanks, Emily, for uh, producing some of our artwork that you see in the thumbnail um, or on our Redbubble, which is linked below. And um, Grace, before we sign out, is there anything that you would like to plug? I like to leave it open for um, for guests if they do have anything. Um, I don't have anything super important. Um, you can follow me on Twitter. It's uh, Mighty Ducks Two Fan. Uh, sometimes I retweet there you stuff go. related to the Mighty Ducks. Um, yeah, pretty much. Oh, actually, if you're listening and you just happen to really be into the Mighty Ducks, um, you should. There's a podcast about the Mighty Ducks only that has Ooh. been going weekly since 2014 called the what? Quack Attack Podcast. I don't know how they're not out of things to talk about. Um, I'm glad this huh. show is coming out, if only for them. Yeah, check <laughs> it out. The Quack Attack Podcast. I will put a link in the uh, in the bottom, in the show notes. And if I didn't put a link in the show notes, then Quack Attack Podcast, second reminder. Good to know. Okay, well, this is so at the end of every episode, Grace, we land the plane. Um, where will we be landing our plane today? I think a perfect place would be uh, Minneapolis, mm-hmm. uh, home of the original Mighty Ducks team. All right, we're taking it down to meet the OG Mighty Ducks. <laughs> we're, we've time traveled back to the 90s, and the original team is there winning their first championship at the end of the first movie. We're going to land right next to the rink, folks, in the back. If you would like to. Uh, Take a tiny tequila or a bag of mixed nuts on the way out. We will be taking off again in a few hours. There is going to be another hockey game. Mighty Ducks 2, D2, whatever you want to call it. There will be a flying V if you want to check out that. That's a big deal. And, um, yeah, hop on board for for next week's episode. And, um, you know, as we say around these parts, uh, Grace, do you know the sign-off? Oh, uh, you are now free to roam about the cabin? You got it. You got it. Grace got it. <laughs> Did I Almost win the Almost better than Sean. You won the million. And that's it. We've, uh, thank you again, Grace, for, for hopping on with me. And, um, yeah. hope to have you on again to talk either more Mighty Ducks content or something entirely new. I'm so excited. I'll be back for uh, D4 uh, Law and Order. Oh, I can't, I, I can't wait for that. I can't wait. Thanks, folks, and we will, uh, we'll see you next week for another episode of Pilot's Guide. But until then, talk to you later. Bye.